we've said for years as an industry, well, we don't charge for our creative services. Well, that's dumb. A little fake laughter to open up episode number 86 of the Promo Upfront podcast. That's right. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the quartermaster of Q1 promo sales himself, the one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you, buddy? <laughs> I'm doing well, man. Doing well. Um, I feel like things are starting to roll a little bit. It's been a, it was a rocky, you know, week or so here at the office. And so things are a little bit better. And so, right. and I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the weather starting to break. And so that's always gets me excited. So I'm doing mm-hmm. well. How about you, bud? Doing great. It's been a, 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 a an invigorating week. I, uh, you and I talk about how much we don't love the word busy because I don't know one person who is not busy. So <laughs> right. it's been a really invigorating week. It's been an active week, which I've enjoyed. Uh, a lot of good creativity flowing. And so it's been a really, really good week. But you know what else has been flowing, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That's the idea that everyone needs to amp up their sales. That's right. Much like the river flowing through the Nile or the Nile River flowing through Egypt, people need to amp up their sales this yeah. year. And there's no better way to do that. No better way to do that, Kirby, than who? Oh, you got to go promo pulse on the amp. You got to go promo pulse in the amp. That's right. You know what? It's time for you, dear distributor listener, to start leveraging those amazing amp marketing tools from the brilliant mind of one Jason Noakes, who, by the way, has authored this awesome theme song to this podcast, which we love so much. That's right. Amp is a single source email and social media marketing solution for your business. Kirby, you've been a big fan of Amp Mm -hmm. since before Jason even thought of it. Tell us why you love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't know about before you thought of it, uh, but I was uh, on the beta group. and, And one of the things that I think is that most of us in our industry, we talk about we're in a marketing industry, but most of us are salespeople in the marketing industry. We're not marketers. And so I think what happens is we are not consistent in our marketing efforts. And having a service like this allows us to be uh, intentional at the beginning and then set it and forget it so that that, that email right. uh, promotion keeps going on. And I think there's just a ton of value to that. Yeah. I, I tell you what, you speak so eloquently about it. I'm inclined to just take your word for it, quite frankly. <laughs> but you unfortunately, <won't. laughs> I'm not sure. Unfortunately, I'm not sure everybody else will. So yeah. let's hear a little testimonial from uh, Christine Marion of Cool Stuff. This is what she wrote, Kirby. Email is a great way to stay connected with all my clients. This week, in less than four hours after my AMP campaign was sent, I closed an order and it's already been put into production. In addition, my client has asked for other ideas for their team. I love how AMP blends together email marketing and social media posts for a unified message. Love that message. It's resulting in orders. I mean, that's the goal of all of marketing. It's got to move an audience to action to actually open up their wallets and write a check or however they pay. So talk about a no-brainer. AMP is a no-brainer. Head over to promopulse.io backslash AMP. You're not going to be sorry you did. Okay, Kirby, I have the 
dubious distinction or the great honor, take your pick, of being the promo up front guy this week. Okay. And I want to talk about uh, ASI has released their Q4 and overall 2021 sales figures. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. I'm just going to touch on a couple things. Overall, really, really positive news. Not too surprising, but this kind of surprises. I want to give you a couple quick things here. Okay, cool. Uh, 2021 sales are up almost uh, three quarters for almost three quarter per uh, uh, three quarters of distributors over 2020. So um, 2019 numbers for the overall industry, according to ASI, $25.8 billion. So that's okay. before pandemic. Okay. 2020 dropped to 20.7 pretty pretty good size drop during but not the, as big uh, as predicted though not you know as big I mean? as predicted yeah 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 and then 2021 up back up to 23.2 billion so quite a nice recovery there right. so individually almost every distributor group as they're segmented you know zero to 250,000 and so on and so forth this is all according to ASI and thanks to Michelle Bell for for getting this over to us their individual uh, distributors are individually up between sixty percent and eighty-eight percent over twenty twenty. Wow. Yeah, um, and, you know, a lot of that's due to client businesses rebounding, which is sure. great. We can sit here and talk about how great those numbers are. I think we all know those are great numbers. Let's move that aside. I think okay. the question I have for both of us is, what should distributors do immediately mm. to keep this momentum going? Right. Yeah. So we can sit here on and look back. Great rebound. And I've got some ideas. If you want me to go, I will. Again, I get the advantage because I brought the topic. So I'm going like to let you go because of the train. So you okay. go ahead. Much like Aerosmith saying, the train kept a rolling all night long and all morning in this case. All right, Kirby. So I think there's a, about, I picked four things a distributor should do immediately. Number one, target local. Um, there's a, such a huge trend for local business love. And I think um, using promotional merchandise as a vehicle to get that message out to the community, uh, I don't think there's a better way to market in, in terms of local businesses. Number two, think boutique. Um, and or do, you want to, do you want to answer that? Think yep. local or do you want me to go through all four? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. I just love okay. it. No, think boutique. Um, if you don't have one, partner with a designer. If you don't have a designer, partner with one. Uh, the online guys, everybody's worried about, oh, I can't deal with four imprint and I can't compete against these people. They're so big and blah, 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 blah. No, you can. Don't try to beat the big guys at their own game. Yeah. Partner with a designer. And, and what really, really made me think about this was Jeremy Picker. Mm -hmm. um, you partner with a designer. You can start creating marketing magic that live in the hearts of minds of your target audience because you're designing for specific merchandise you're not just putting a logo on things anyone can do that mm -hmm. you're designing a marketing message that lives on a promotional product and really will move a target audience to action so you don't have to hire a designer there are plenty of designers out there that would love to work with you on a project basis so uh, number I, can three I, can i jump in on that one may. real quick oh okay. please do so and and one of the, the pushbacks that you'll get on that because i agree a hundred percent obviously we've gone so far as to hire in-house designers to do that mm -hmm. um but budget's always a concern and people are always, always. worried about that mm -hmm. if you the, maybe the first step is find incredibly creative suppliers who don't just do virtuals they do real right. things and partner with those suppliers extensively because they'll be able to create 
within the, the, the um, context of their decoration capabilities. And so that's one of the other things that I think we've had some success with as well. It's just, if you don't have a designer, you don't right. have a partner designer, partner with really, really creative suppliers who have that designer in-house who can do some amazing virtuals. That's a great, great point. And I'm going to add to that. Okay. How about distributors? This is going to blow your minds, distributors. <laughs> charge for creative services. Totally. When was the last time, you know, we always... Uh, downplay ourselves. We feel like we're yeah. the redheaded stepchild of marketing. Partner with a designer. Turn that up a notch on in terms of the the market market. You know, uh, percentage that up a little bit and yep. make it a revenue stream or make 100%. it cost neutral. Doesn't really matter. But now you have something that you can charge for. We've said for years as an industry, well, we don't charge for our creative services. Well, that's dumb because well, it's <laughs> a it's dumb. And B, we're not giving, we're not giving clients creativity. We're, yeah. we're putting logos on things. Yeah. Get a designer or, or work with a supplier that has those design capabilities, but charge for those services doesn't have to be a big number. Make it nominal if you want. But the fact that it's there, all of a sudden, I guarantee your clients see value in design work. The yeah. second you charge for anything, the value skyrockets. I literally could not agree more. This is something that's right in you and I's both both of I's pet peeves yeah. is that you know the reality of it is we train people how to treat us. I just told my mm -hmm. kids that for years. Well, the same is true in our professional careers is we train people Absolutely. whether or not to value us by whether or not we charge. And it goes back to one of my rules. And you and I've talked about this, I know on a podcast at some point, but I have a rule that it's either uh, full price or it's free. If yep. I care enough about something that I'm willing to throw in my um, dollars or my time or whatever, I might um, give it to somebody of not-for-profit not or something, um, right. but I don't discount because yeah. the, the problem with that is all of a sudden that they think they're a paying customer and I think yeah. I'm doing them a favor and it's a shitty way to start right. any foundational relationship. So yeah, it charge is. for your services, it is. 100%. Well, or, and I'll even add a little bit more. Let's say you don't, let's say I'm uncomfortable charging. I don't think they're going to pay for it. Okay, put a line item in your invoice, mm, like that creative too. services, spell out what it is, two hours of, of research, this and this, charge zero for it. But when you put it in there and say, hey, I'm giving this to you, I'm not charging you yep. for it, they'll still see value in it. I would strongly suggest you, you put dollar figures there in terms yeah. of actual money you would get. But if you put zero, they'll still see dollar figure. They'll still see value in it, I should say. And I would, again, sorry, we're taking this each thing no. a little bit further. But if you're going to do that, say that we would normally charge $65 an Absolutely. hour for this. We are doing you a favor. Absolutely. I would go further and just say, this is what it's worth to you. So you're welcome. <laughs> no, I, well, you put the dollar figure of what it would normally cost. You know, I, what, here's creative, creative services research. Uh, two hours at $65 an hour, their cost zero. They can see it in black and white, right. <clears throat> whatever. All right. Yeah, love uh, it. Evaluate quick, quickly evaluate your brand and how you go to market. When was the last time you really looked at your brand and your target audience and how you're going to market? All right. That's how to keep this momentum going. And then last one kind of nebulous, but it's, it's works. Do something different. I don't care what it is. One thing different. Mm -hmm. Ask yourself, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Mm -hmm. I love yeah. that line. When was the last time you did something for the first time? Maybe it's using a new supplier. Maybe it's updating your marketing. Maybe it's changing your sales approach because you've done the same thing for 10 years. Mm -hmm. Do something different once a quarter. 
once a quarter, say, I'm going to use different suppliers this quarter. I am going to market a, a target audience that I've never marketed to before. Do something different. Yeah. Um, really, th these were great, Bill. And I, it was fun. I enjoyed sort of the back and forth on that. The one I would add, <clears throat> which is a little counterintuitive, and it's one I used to struggle with a lot, um, is be willing to be the bearer of bad news. Um, Absolutely. Right. And, and that really has to do with communicate, 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 but be willing to communicate those challenging things. Stock issues have not gone away. Some of them have gotten better. Sure. But continue to communicate that. But here's the thing, guys, pricing's going up. It's going up everywhere and it's going up by the day. So be willing to be in front of that so that when you send that quote, um, at least that's been my experience. And I, and I, by the way, still need to do more of this, but when clients are getting yeah. quotes going, what do you mean this, um, this mug now costs 10 bucks instead of six bucks? Yeah. When you have over like over and over said, this is just, these are things are coming. I've had yeah. where the, the best news is where clients come back to me and say, Hey, I know you told me this was coming. Yeah. Um, but you know, this, this, and this help me work through it. Well, the, then it's a different relationship because Again, you're an advisor, you're a consultant, you're a partner. And so be willing to be the bearer of bad news. You, you become, when you're the bearer of bad news, you immediately in the mind of your client become invested in their mm -hmm. success. Yeah. And, and the, old, the old school approach to works, email, good news. When it's bad news, pick up the phone or see them in person mm. because they, people will unintentionally read tone in an email right, or right. in a written communication pick up the phone again. It's, Hey, I got to tell you something. And, and what it does, it gives them the opportunity to immediately react mm. and whether they're frustrated or not, or whatever it is, yeah. it again, creates that bond, man. Great discussion. I love that. All right. Yeah, Kirby. Good. <clears throat> um, let's see. I wonder what you might bring up next. Yeah, no, I, th I think uh, the, the big thing that came out this week uh, was Dale Denham's online 18. I, I'm not sure how many years that's been going yep. on. Um, but it is um, each year Dale does a uh, an article where he highlights um, 18 people who um, have influence online in our industry. Um, yep. As a rule, you know this, I, I really enjoy lists of any kind, you whether do. it's the power 50, whether it's, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of all in on all of these lists. Um, I actually struggle to, um, to describe it because I'm, one of my challenges with the online 18 is I'm not sure what it exactly measures, but I, I know that you and I are both super honored to be among the folks who are mentioned on it. Um, I, I, I find that, you know, when I get to meet people who are on it and I didn't know them, that's always exciting to me. So it came out. Um, I have a few thoughts about the list, less about yeah. the list and more about um, just the, sort of the overall 10,000 foot view. Yeah. Um, and, 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 so A, I'm going to give you, if you have any thoughts specifically about the list, and then B, in the interest of transparency, uh, Dale had reached out and said, hey, this is coming up. If you guys want to discuss it, I'd love for you to have it. Um, and one of the things, that, and I have an opinion about this, he asked us uh, to discuss, mm -hmm. or at least is whether or not he should still be doing this in his new role. Yeah. And so yeah. um, first, thoughts about the list. Second, I'll jump in and we can discuss about yep. whether or not we think okay. Dale should be doing the list. Thoughts about the list. Any anytime I'm mentioned uh, with people who are 
universally respected in, in, in the industry, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah. Like you, I, I'm not sure exactly what it measures. Um, I'm not sure if it's influence. I'm not sure if it's visibility. I'm not sure if it's content. And that's okay, by the way. Yeah, it's Dale's um, list. It's the online 18. Yeah. It's Dale's list. Yeah. Uh, so very honored. Um, I'm almost doubly honored. Um, you and I have been on the list, I think, just about every year, if not every year. This is the first time you and I have been uh, unified. Uh, so honestly, kind of kind of honored to do a, be, be uh, nominated and mentioned with you, even though we both do our very own separate things and have our separate voices, as Dale mentioned. The only thing uh, that, and like you, I like meeting people and finding people on there maybe I wasn't aware of. The one thing I didn't love was the write-up on us, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, and I think it was a joke from Dale, but it was a joke that really fell flat. Um, Dale said, you know, despite the horrible theme song, and that's fine. Music is subjective and it's fine. Um, we didn't, pay, you know, that was given to us, written for us and performed for us by Jason Noakes. Um, and so I, I, I know it was tongue in cheek. I, I assume it was tongue in cheek, but it just, I, when I read that, I was like, ooh, wow, really? <laughs> did, did, did we have to say that? Because um, I know it's not Dale's taste in music, and that's okay. I love that theme song because it is very us. It's certainly very me. Um, but I just I feel I felt bad for Jason Noakes. Um, so, but overall, I, I again being on the list always an honor. And uh, so you have thoughts on whether Dale should be doing it? I do as well. Go. Well, it, so yeah, uh, just to piggyback on that, yeah. Um, yeah. love Dale. It, it was a shitty joke. I do it, too. Was, it was, that was, it was, <laughs> and if it wasn't a joke, well, piss off. We like, it's our podcast. So any joke that is, any joke that's open for interpretation, not funny, yeah. generally. Yeah. So other than that, um, I, I actually do, um, I dig the list. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, you know, things it's I love honor. about the list um, is that it, it really does recognize people mm -hmm. who are doing good work in the industry. Um, I love that yep. Taylor Borst and her partner in crime there at ASB were number one. I think yep. that makes sense. Taylor is really doing a great job. That's the one I know. I don't know the, yeah. um, the other person Katie as well. Mm -hmm. I don't. And again, I'm sure she's wonderful. I just don't know. Um, but Taylor's one who I look to when she creates content, I stop. And that's sort of one of the, the the criteria in my book is like, if people create content, do I stop to take yeah. notice of it? And Taylor's one of those people for sure who I do. Um, Can I jump in ahead. real quick? Yeah, yeah, one go thing, ahead. One thing, just real quick. One thing I noticed on the common skew one, and maybe you're going to get to this. I don't know how you mentioned common skew and their influence without mentioning Bobby Lehew, mm. who's their chief content officer. That just seemed like a, uh, just a, probably an omission. But I, I think, you know, Bobby's so responsible for so much of, their presence in terms of content creation. Yeah, yeah it's but, it's it's a tough spot um, because you know there's, there's always 18. someone left off. Yeah. Um, uh, although, if, if I'm just again, this is one of those moments. Um, it because one of the things that Dale said was, you know, I've only got 18 spots, and so I'm going to put yeah. Bill and Kirby together. Um, yeah. Newsflash: You create the damn list. You can create how many you want. If you want it to be 50, it can be 50. It's your list. So um, that would be my pushback on that. Um, so um, if we're going to give credit that you can make the list whatever you want, you can also make it however many you want. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think the online 18 is amazing. And I think it's, it's an amazing piece of recognition for people who, and I think this is where it started too, was that people who, not everybody was doing social media when this list came out. Right. And so I think now it's evolved. And I think that's, that's a good evolution. Um, Again, and this part, so I want to be clear, Dale's 
reached out to us and asked us what we thought about whether or not he should be yeah. doing the list. So this isn't us taking pot shots about it. If no. whether we, I don't know what you feel about this, but um, so in answer to the question, um, my opinion on this, no, no, Dale should not be doing this list anymore. Um, now, should PPAI? Sure, that, I think that makes a ton of sense. Their editorial board and Dale should um, probably have uh, all or plenty of influence on how that is. And I think that would be a really cool transition for this. Um, but yeah, I don't, I, I think it's, it just feels a little different this year with uh, Dale being in his new position. So my answer to whether or not he should be doing the list is nah, doesn't feel right to me. Yeah, I 100% I agree with you. I knew when Dale took the job, and, and by the way, he's doing a great job. And oh, I, yeah, I'm wanna, excited about all he's before doing. Before I say, so that's one of those, before I say what I'm about to say, <laughs> I, I want to say Dale's doing a great job. But I also know when he took the gig, he was kind of like, that's the end of the online 18. I don't know what switch was flipped that led to him doing it this year. I think it's bordering on irresponsible of the face of the trade association for the industry to be the one person who's arbitrarily picking this list. Um, I, I, Dale does a great job with it. It's not an easy task. And, and yep. you know, he got, to Dale's credit, he opened himself up to Kirby and I for this feedback. Yep. Um, and we both consider Dale to be a friend, at least I hope. He considers us friends still. Um, I do think it's time to switch it to the editorial staff. I think I'd go a step further. I, I like what ASI does with the Power 50. Tim Andrews is so far removed from that list. He, he just is like, hands off. I don't just editorial board, you deal with it. Now, you and I have always said Tim Andrews should be on that list. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. And I think I think he should he should uh, Tim. I would love to see Tim say remove that restriction because that's yeah. something I believe he's told the editorial staff. Pick anybody in the industry, but not me. Yeah, I I think I'd love for someone at P, if if they're going to be doing it at PPAI, which I'm iffy on to be honest with you. I'm not mm. sure the trade association should be doing this type of a list. That's mm. not hardcore numbers or whatever. I I don't know, so I'm not going to really speak to it. I do think at First, though, it needs to transition to um, the editorial team at PPAI without Dale's influence. I think Dale yeah. should have a couple meetings, explain what his brain was. What, where did, where was my brain in creating this list? What did it mean to me? Why did I do it? And then hand over the reins. Yeah. That's just, again, my opinion. Well, and again, it's funny because that was sort of going to be my my sort of parting shot on this is that the idea that the, the online 18 or whatever number it is, um, is that then all of a sudden Dale can be on it and should. Yeah. The idea he that, should that be he, on it. he, his influence is, is growing, uh, in his new role. And I think he's doing a great job with it, by the way, on, yeah. uh, from the social media perspective and, and putting stuff out yeah. there. So, um, part of the, part of the idea of, uh, having handing it off to the editorial team is suddenly Dale can and should be on the list. So yeah. yeah. I, and again, it's not the end of the world, but you asked. No. So if you ask, yeah. that's my, that's my take. And so I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm happy to hear uh negative or, you know, contradictory opinions on social media Absolutely. after this comes out, but that that's my take on it. And I think, and maybe and there's things we're not thinking of in terms of should sure. Dale be doing it or not. I, yeah, we don't sure. know at all, but again, underscore 
really honored to be on the list as always. I know you are too. Yeah. I know everybody who's on the list, whether they're first time, long time, whatever, uh, like you, I think I've been on that, you know, you and I've been on that list, I think since in the inception. Um, so always an honor in various, various places. We tumble, we rise, you know, yeah. honored to do it, but I think it's time to have other people do that if you're going to continue it. All right, cool. Kirby. Let's do a quick one. Well, it's probably not a quick one. I don't know. We don't know much time. So I was thinking about this the other day. Um, when I first got into sales, mm -hmm. I remember my manager telling me, you know, salespeople only work an hour to an hour and a half a day. Mm. And I said, huh, okay, interesting. Please tell me, tell me more. Yeah. And his theory was the only time a salesperson is truly working is when they're in front of... Mm -hmm that can be defined in many different ways, but in front of a qualified buyer who is authorized to make a purchasing decision, right? Meetings, uh, uh, emails, you know, phone conversations, things like that, doing proposals, not work, doing research, not sales work, all that stuff. I wanted to get your question. So I have two questions for you. One, do you agree or disagree on that? Okay. And then number two, probably a more of a back and forth discussion. How would you start working in sales today? How would you, the young Kirby Hossman mm. getting into this business, how would you start today? So first of all, do you agree or disagree with my old boss's assertion? Salespeople only work an hour to an hour and a half a day. I, I agree with that, that most salespeople do only work an hour and a half a day, but not because of the reason your boss said it. Um, no, I... I <laughs> So uh, what I would say is um, I, it's not the most valuable space. It's funny. It's a conversation I had right. last week or this week with my daughter. Oh, really? Skyler, okay. Is, is that when you are in front of a client, that is the most valuable time that you have. And so you want to focus on the that most valuable time as much as mm -hmm. you can. I would disagree. I think putting together presentations, putting together that still has value and it still is work, but it's, there's a, there's layers, right? Um, in the book, um, high trust selling, Todd Duncan talks about the 80, 20 rule and yep. how 80% of your sales come from 20% of your efforts. And so yep. I, I kind of subscribe to that concept and that if we want to do better in sales and it's sort of what your boss is saying, but there's still the 20% value. It's just that yeah. that has 80% of the value and we want to try and spend more time there. So it, it's mine. Mine doesn't come off as, as quickly. Hybrid. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, definitely your most, and again, we, we, we lived this a week or so yeah. ago because clients are seeing us now. Right. And so yeah. the next week it's Skylar's been slammed this week because we had two meetings, two face-to-face mm -hmm. -face meetings and they, woof, you know, it's yeah. all of these projects come out because we got face-to-face right. -face time. So yeah. that's a, that's a huge, you know, I agree. That's, that's the big yeah. driver. So, yeah, I think if, if you define it the way my old boss does, it did, <clears throat> if that a salesperson is only working an hour to hour and a half a day, if I had a salesperson that was in front of a client, an authorized purchaser an hour every day, that'd be oh, amazing. Be, can you um, be killing it? And I agree with you, though. I think it's the way you phrase that is perfect. The most valuable time you have. And if you can make that valuable time an hour to an hour and a half a day in front of oh, clients, man. that's perfect. It's not because the other stuff, the other work, the proposals, the research, the prospecting, the, the, the coming up with campaigns to get 
reach yeah. prospects. That is work. And it's, it's um, maybe so it's, it, for me, it's harder work being in front of clients. It's is much where, more hard. Yeah. That's, I enjoy that's the fun. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like a football team, right? You do all the practice. The game is when you're in front of the client and that's right. the fun part. Yeah, so how would you start working in sales today? I have thoughts, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, thought I and again, <clears throat> I'm living this space because Skylar's doing this. So I'm, right. this is sort of what I'm, and so, you know, what we've kind of done is look, put her in an inside sales role so she can learn the industry, know where suppliers, all, all that stuff. And that's been working. But, you know, I think the advice that I've heard for years is I would uh, find a vertical. I would find a niche and yeah. just live there. Um, so I would uh, become members of the association. I would uh, attend conferences. I would, yeah, I, that it, I would live there. Now, that's not mm -hmm. to say, and this it's a weird differentiation, I think, but sometimes it's like, yeah. if business comes to me, where, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm let's say I'm uh, targeting um, credit unions, let's right. just say, right? And all of a sudden, a, a plumber calls me and wants a merchandise order. Well, I'm not going to tell them no, like, especially as I'm beginning, sure. but I'm not going to chase it. And I think that's the big difference is I would spend all of my marketing efforts, all my marketing time, and mm -hmm. I would be writing articles for them. I would live, live, live in one space. And just that's what I would do if I was starting today. I wrote three things down. The first one, find a niche and be an expert in it. So <laughs> I can't say it any more eloquently than you just laid it out there. Perfect. Number two, I would say use promo to sell promo. This is something yes, Charity Gibson great. has beaten the drum on for years. Great I think we're yeah. starting to do better as an industry, but we need to do better. So heed uh, the lesson of charity, use promo to sell promo. And last, I thought of this one, find partnerships uh, to create value for your clients. Mm, yeah. Meaning, is there a digital marketing agency that already has an existing customer base? They're doing online things for them. And now if they partner with you, they can actually offer promotional merchandise too. Right. create those strategic alliances because then a lot of the work's already done. If you establish trust with, again, that digital marketing agency, you can really open up your client base very, very quickly. And so that's one of the things I would do as well. Yeah. And so the self promo, sell promo to, to sell promo. I like that. Or the use promo to sell promo. Yeah. yeah. One of the things that we talk about is we try to have a um, uh, self promo every single month. Um, so literally, mm -hmm. and, and again, it's, it creates a budget for you. It creates a reason to go yep. see people the whole nine yards. So, um, yeah, that's, I, I think that is a piece that I hadn't thought of, but it's a really good one. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Do you have a quick, uh, fun topic for us in the past? I, I, you know what? I got good? a couple, you know what? I'm going to go with this one. I, okay, I, I, I was one. going a different way, but, um, so okay. what was the number one? We talked about it last uh, week. Yeah. Uh, what was both of our favorite, um, Super Bowl ad? crypto.com the yeah, floating the, qr code yeah they, it's coinbase yes absolutely so coinbase whatever yeah no but but we both no, love that right the floating qr and yep. so there is some uh controversy because the ceo of coinbase essentially came out and said yeah we did this all ourselves and no mm -hmm. agency could have come up with this okay we came up with it all internally ourselves to okay. which Martin Agency CEO Kristen Cavallo disagreed. Mm -hmm. Essentially, um, I'm going to see if I can find where she wrote it. It's a big long article, but it, it, she essentially said, "Yeah, an agency could have created created it because we did. We <laughs> this was our idea came from this page on this deck. Um, Whoa, yeah, like came right back at them on Twitter. They've essentially uh, kind of." 
waffled the, the Coinbase has waffled a little bit, saying the CEO saying, yeah. "Wow, it was so seamless the partnership that we didn't even know we're working with a with an agency." Well, you know, yeah. when so Cavallo was you know reached out to and she was like, "Look, you know, right. if we want to be respected as an industry, we need clients who respect marketing, respect mm -hmm. the role of the agency, and give us seats at the table and let us do our jobs." So my yeah. question to you, and I, so to me this is hilarious. Uh, it's hilarious mm -hmm. because I think many of us in this space have had this, not necessarily like this kind of oh, opportunity, yeah. but where people hire us and say, hey, what should we do? And we say, do mm -hmm. this. And they're like, nah, we're not going to do this. And so it's like, do you like her doing this? Do you like her like kind of puffing out the chest and saying, no, that's not how yeah. this should roll? Or do yeah. you think she, she or any agency should be like, no, we're going to do mirror sort of like the author who actually writes yeah. the book and mm -hmm. doesn't tell people that they write the book. Um, what's your take on that? She's now my hero. Uh, <laughs> my guess is now in, in, in partial defense to the CEO of Coinbase, it's probably the fact that he doesn't, he's, he's busy doing other things or he or she, I don't know if the he or she are doing busy doing other things may not have known that they received a deck and didn't buy the services and then kind of stole that. Okay. Yeah. So, but, but still, yeah. um, yeah, I, 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 she's my hero because this is something we've lived here yeah. at Brandovate uh, without naming any any uh, distributor, a client. We had a client who loved the work we did, but wouldn't really apply it the way we were telling them to. Um, and it got very frustrating because they would they said, wow, we love what you're doing, but then they would never apply it. it the way we asked them to on social, via emails for their sales reps, so on and so forth. And it got to a point where we ended the relationship because they were frustrated. They weren't getting results. And I'm frustrated or we're frustrated because we're giving you all the tools. You're not using them. And the, and the analogy I used with the client when we ended the relationship was if you work with one of your clients as a promotional products distributor and you joint venture and they buy 5,000 widgets from you that's the best promotional product they love the idea they're gonna they tell you they're gonna distribute it to their target audience and you're excited you you take their money because you're you know you're in job your business is to take money and you deliver the promotional products the imprint's perfect everything's right the packaging's spot on and they shove it in a closet and then they start blaming you for its lack of effectiveness i said that's what's happening here that's not the way we work yeah. so um, I, she's my hero. You have to advocate for yourself, right? Yeah. Um, not everything's going to work all the time, but when something like that does and someone steals your ideas, I just went on this rant yesterday <laughs> on, uh, on Twitter because someone said, you know, imitations, the serious, sincerest form of flattering. And I'm like, it is, but there's <laughs> imitation and inspiration. And that's one thing. That's a lovely thing. Yeah. Then there's out, outright thievery. And that's just wrong. Right. When someone is stealing an idea or like that, they're taking money out of a company, possibly impacting jobs, possibly impacting families. I mean, it's just wrong. So God, good for her stepping up. Yeah, no, awesome. it was, I, I totally agree. And and here's the thing. I mean, and you knew I was going to tell that story, by the way, you had to know I was going <laughs> to. Well, but here's my thing is I think that any of us who've done like really like try to do really creative work. Um, and obviously right. that's, that's subjective, but the idea that you put yourself out there and said, Hey, here's what we're thinking. Here's this, you, you know, outline the whole campaign. Yeah. I talk about all that all the time. I mean, when you do that, someone will 
ultimately rip you off. But, yeah. but the, you know, my, my pitch is always like, they're going to show their hand and see who they are. And then you'll know that you won't want to do business with them. That being said, when that happens, we've all wished that we had the stones to come out and, and yeah. totally say it publicly oh, on yeah. Twitter. Like that is, that's pretty badass. So kudos Absolutely. to Miss Cavallo. That's, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Well, like I said, it speaks to me very personally. You know the story I just shared because yeah. um, we talked about it offline. Yeah. Um, as a de facto advertising agency, yeah, it speaks very directly to me. Um, yeah. So, But you know what else speaks directly to me, Kirby? What's that, Bill? We're two months into the year, Kirby. It is time to amp up your sales, okay? Now, not, not tomorrow. I've said this before. Not, not, not tomorrow. Not after breakfast. Now. So you want to amp up your sales. You want to get orders just flowing into you, much like that river, that Nile River that flows through Egypt, baby. You want keep those that sales. Going. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, you, keep, you, you want those orders flowing like that. Head over to promopulse.io slash amp. They've got a suite of marketing services that are so easy to use. And bottom line, they result in orders. I mean, that's that's the bottom line. Totally. I could wax poetic and extend this already long podcast a little <laughs> bit more, but I'm not going to. Um, but head over to uh, promopulse.io slash amp. You're not going to be sorry you did. And as we end this podcast, I invite you, Dale Denham, to enjoy the theme song as we roll off this episode of the Promote Front Podcast. Thank you, Jason Noakes. We love it. Yeah.